Hey everyone, welcome to Nerdy AF. My name is Kayla and I'm accompanied by... Bitch! <laughs> and we are here today talking with Caleb, otherwise known as Dat Boy Bills. And we had a fantastic time, as usual, talking with him today. We talked over a variety of different topics, uh, mostly mo- like about armor and, you know, making some molds, you know, switching from where he started, which was, you know, just scraps in the barn, going into 3D printing. And then now he's doing some resin um, prints and eventually making some molds of that. Uh, so that was part of the conversation as well as his work in progress doing some filming with some like kind of like a Halo spinoff. So I think that's been pretty cool of what he had to share with us today. Yeah, and uh, he talked uh, a bit about the uh, Halo uh, like ODST fan film that he's involved in the production, of, which has me beyond excited. Um, I'm a big Halo fan. Caleb's a huge Halo fan. Kayla's a huge Halo fan. Um, any of you out there who have seen the Paramount Plus series and know the Nerdy AF thoughts on that, let's just say that I think this is going to be phenomenally better, and I can't wait to see it. But that aside, it was really fun to talk to him about some of the stuff that he's been working on for that um, production level wise and some of the props and armors and those kind of cool things. And uh, yeah, and Caleb's just like a, such a cool guy. And like he'd been, you know, in our orbit for a while um, of somebody to get on the show. So we were like really happy to finally uh, sit down and get this one in. Yeah, and we did some major name dropping too. So if you're looking for other creators in the show who are great at photography for filming, or just overall the dopest person on the planet, <clears throat> JT, our our buddy. Um, feel free to listen on and hear about what we think of them. You know their wonderful work, and maybe even check them out. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. This was a this was just a fun episode to record. I mean, it was just great getting to talk to him. Uh, his background, his expertise, and a lot of things was interesting. Um, it's one of those podcast episodes where you know it's a good one because if we hadn't like shut the clock off. Like when we did, it could have gone on for like four, five, six, seven hours, like for sure. Like we might have taken naps in the middle of it and come back and just kept on talking because it would have gone for so long. Uh, But uh, like I said, Caleb's a great guy. He was great to talk to. Look forward to talking to him again in the future. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get nerdy AF. All right, we are uh, we are here with Kayla and I are here with Caleb, um, otherwise known as Dat Boy Builds, which is like one of my favorite like Instagram handles. Like I just I love it so much. Um, so Caleb, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Um, I guess with anything, considering like the amount of stuff and the amount of cool stuff that you we've seen you make on Instagram over this course of time. Um, where did you like first begin building? Was it an EVA foam, 3d printing silicone? Where did that journey begin for you? So the first thing I ever made was, um, this little arc reactor out of some scrap parts I had sitting in my my barn. I can actually pull it down. It's on a shelf right over there. Um, so that's, that's kind of what started my tinkering phase. I'm going to grab that real quick. Hell yeah. That's what started my tinkering phase. And, um, I've always been in the shop making stuff, and I, I'll leave this up on display just to kind of remind me where I started oh, this little thing. I love that. Oh, wow. I like, yeah, I, you know, first prints always have to have a special spot. Oh, this is junk. This is like uh, some. Uh, oh, you made it, yeah, scrap metal. And cut out Corian, some brass wire. 
Like that's made out of a junk junk drawer. Um, and I mean, from there, I, I kind of tinkered with uh, some Pepecura files. Pepecura was not fun. I didn't enjoy that. Um, then I just, I didn't do anything cosplay related or armor or anything until JT Quantum, my, my friend Jamal, he made me uh, the far left Iron Man helmet up top. He made me that. I painted it and finished it. And then I'm like, hey, let's make a full suit. So it kind of evolved from there. And now I've been printing for about a year. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like, you know, once you get you start with one medium, it's inevitable that you'll eventually kind of go into, you know, another one. So, you know, with that, though, um, would you say that you're still doing any kind of just like recycling of stuff to make it into any of your projects? Or would you say that you're typically just sticking with one type of medium versus the other? I stick with the PLA and then the resin, but I will kind of scratch build some stuff. Uh, I'm working with November Black, they're the Halo fan film group, and we do a lot of scrap or scratch building with that as well. It's not all 3D printed. Yeah, talk talk a little bit more about that. Like, what what does the process look like for that? Because I feel like that's a really cool project to be a part of. It is a really uh, good time. A uh, good group of guys. Um, right now, we we just finished up the. ODST outfits, the the main heroes of the film. Right now we're working on the bad guys uh, or the insurrectionists. Um, I'm doing most of that armor build. Most of their armor's 3D printed. Um, for a lot of the props and stuff, we're using Nerf guns, we're using airsoft guns. Some of them are 3D printed. It It's just a, a big mix of mediums coming into play. Uh, the ODST suits are all rubber. It was, they were all printed, then they're all molded, and then they're all cast in this uh, rubber urethane with, uh, I can't, I don't know how many pieces individually. And then the money that went into that was insane. I didn't pay for any of that. That was all uh, Larry and Daryl making those. And they got four suits out of that in total. They're like virtually indestructible. That's awesome. Are they, have you worn one yet? Uh, I've worn some of theirs, yeah. I, I made my own out of 3D printing. I actually have. I keep getting up and showing you projects. <laughs> That's why we filmed the video. Right. <laughs> we can get the benefits so of that. So I, um, I cast my shins out of my ODST outfit and that rubber urethane. And this stuff, like, you can you can bend it around, flex it. I can oh roll around the ground in a full suit of this if I wanted to. Uh, they have a video of them kicking one of these shins around like a soccer ball. It doesn't scratch the paint, doesn't break or anything. So it's great for stunts, um, longevity. It'll probably outlast any of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm probably way more comfortable. And when it comes to like the kind of heat retention from that, like a lot of us who've worn any kind of armor suits know that like it really does cause your skin to expand more, sweat, and it can be pinching and uncomfortable. So it sounds like it it removes a lot of those cons, but when it comes to like temperature control, what would you say that that's like for you for that kind of suit? Uh, if it were to be something like an Iron Man suit where there's no gaps, I can see that being a really, really painful time. But with the armor that it is, like a lot of the like the armpit areas open, the neck's open. It's it's essentially like wearing uh, futuristic combat armor is what it is. But you have a lot of flexing points. You have a lot of area to breathe. So it's not too bad in those outfits. 
nice. plus it being rubber it's very quiet to wear um like pla you'll get all the clanking and the knocking in the plastic these are silent mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah and that is one of the downsides to the pla is that while it looks absolutely amazing you know as you know you wear that stuff to a con or even out for a photo shoot or something like that and you're always worried that you're gonna like trip or bump into something and get a massive crack you know and just kind of like and we you know we've all seen that at cons with people doing like the iron man armors and stuff like that where all of a sudden an arm starts coming yep. apart yeah with the that stuff you don't have to worry about that at all no no it is very nice we're making a couple of the props out of that too so you can throw them around beat them up and whatnot oh that's actually super cool to see that mm-hmm. i want to um as somebody who is like an og odst nerd like myself who just like like i remember when like halo 3 odst came out and i remember doing like the midnight release at gamestop and like yes. just getting blown away because any of the best. Yeah, any of the games prior to that, like ODSTs, you would see them where they were like alluded to or talked about in the expanded fiction. But actually, game wise, be like, oh, we get a whole game where we get to play as the orbital drop shock troopers. Um, where did uh, where did that interest and I guess uh, passion for that begin for you? Uh, I've I've always loved Halo. Um, I've actually, I'm surprised I did an Iron Man suit before I did anything Halo related because growing up, I always wanted to work for Bungie and be a concept artist. But I mean, the likelihood of that happening is like something to none. But so I tackled Iron Man suit. I've done a couple more Iron Man things. I have a second Iron Man suit printed out. I just haven't finished it because I just decided I'm like, well, November Black brought me on to be a combat instructor. They want tactics training and everything. I'm helping with the props. I might as well make myself a suit because I have always loved Halo and I've, I've always wanted to do either Master Chief or an ODSD. These guys are ODSTs, so I might as well wear the same thing they're wearing while I'm training them so I know how they can move for the shots and everything. Mm-hmm. That's so, so I've cool. kind of just, I don't try to stick to one uh, like series, one uh, universe. Like I try to mix it up because I, I would get bored just doing Iron Man all day. I don't know how people can do Iron Man all day. <laughs> yeah, the. I, I'm curious to know more about um, this November Black production. Is it, Do they have any kind of like tentative date for when that's coming out? Where are they filming at? What, like, what kind of insider information we're, can you give us? <laughs> we're, um, we're not giving any specific dates on release because to do that would be rushing the quality. There's, there's zero funding that we're getting for this. So it's all out of our pocket. Um, so with that, we can't just say, hey, we have this budget and we can make it by this date. It's, hey, I can call off work for this weekend and we can all get together and we can shoot this trailer scene or whatever it's going to be. We're just giving like kind of set times, not specific dates. We're shooting the first trailer the end of May, the last weekend of May. Um, that would be out here in Ohio. Um after that, we're going to set up for, I think we're going to do a second trailer, and then we're going to start shooting, I believe, in the fall, the actual film. We have most of the props and everything ready to go. Um, the storyline is pretty much written out and ready to go. It's just finding dates to actually get together and shoot everything, because there's going to be so many hours of footage to go through. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, yeah. That that can be really tough to try to coordinate everybody, too, especially from different areas. 
Um, and you know, I'm curious too, because I'm, I'm not sure if this is related or not, but I'll just dive into this a little bit for our viewers and listeners as well. Um, you know, I think one really important thing that makes your page stand out is the quality of the photography. Like we can be making some really awesome stuff, but yours is like, your photos are really are set apart with more of that artistic, you know, flair to it and they're very like they're edgy and they're bold and I love it and so tell us a little bit about like the photography process like do you have like shots already planned and set up or are you working with particular people when it comes to that because I know like that that just made your page stand out so much to me so um before the last couple months I've been using a google pixel 3a 4a 4a according to your name on 4a zoom (laughs) uh yeah um i'm using that that's what i take for like anything that i create and mostly what i post to my story if it looks like a project i'm working on that's what i'm doing if it's a a finished product project i'm using my phone um i actually flew in suit up photography uh nick he's a good friend of ryro um he's been doing a lot of my photos as well that I've been posting of like the ODST and the Ironman. Uh, he did a phenomenal job with it. He knocked it out of the park and his quality, like I can just, I'm proud of him. You can see this, the quality just getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And like for, I like using different photographers, but I think he's going to be my main one because a, he's my friend now and B, I just love his work. It's phenomenal. We mm-hmm. have a great time. Um, I don't know if any of you saw my story when he was visiting, but like, we were just having a great time the entire time, joking around. Uh, we're going to dinner. We're we're just hanging out with the guys when we're not actually doing anything cosplay related. It was a great time. Mm. So most of the professional looking photos of my outfits are him. Yeah, he's super talented. I've talked with him a little bit before and so has Finch and the, the work that he does. I can see him getting progressively, um, you know, better or having different types of styles that he's kind of displaying. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm a photographer as well. And I, I haven't gotten really into like the cosplay side of it yet, but like looking at his work and looking at the photos on your page definitely is something that has inspired me to kind of get started. So yeah, I love his work and I, I absolutely love everything that you've been putting on your page. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll watch this and, be pleased with hearing that too. Yeah, Nick's a great guy. We um him and I had talked. Um the uh I met him at C2E2 finally. He was there with Ryro. Um yeah, him and I we've been talking. We've been, him and I are actually doing a shoot together later this summer um for a, a cosplay that I'm working that, yeah. on. Yeah, we've already got a great location set up and I'm so excited for that. Um <clears throat> the problem is is that because uh, you know I live in northern Illinois and he's he's down there I sort of like it sucks because I almost like want to book him for a weekend because I've got like three different cosplays and I'm like oh dude while you're here do you think we could just like fit this one in while we're at it too and then I could just you know spread them out over Instagram but yeah and I, I've said it before like cosplayers can do some absolutely amazing things but then when like a really good photographer comes in they like take it up to a whole nother level and yeah Nick's definitely one of those people. Yeah, I had I flew him out here. He was here for like a solid week. We just had a great time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be so dope as a photographer. Like people fly you out places, and like I mean, I've done that a couple times. But then it, if it was cosplay, oh my god, I feel like that would just be a blast twenty four seven. Like you can't get bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much creativity. Nope, it was uh yeah we uh 
he he came here the first day. We went to uh, I think it was Jungle Gyms, and then some. It was like an equivalent of a Best Buy, and just hung out for that first night. Went to bed, woke up, and then we went right to it. And it was either we were doing photographs of me or other people in Ohio. Like we had the entire week uh, in its itinerary, and we followed it pretty well. And it gave a lot of free time just to chill and decompress too. So. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, ten out of ten, recommend Nick. He, he's yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> we all love him. <laughs> right <laughs> he doesn't even know he's it yet, a wholesome guy but we all we all love him um the uh yeah that's um it's oh geez louise i you know and i was blown away he took um just a couple really quick pictures like at c2e2 with me and my family we were doing a stranger things cosplay and then just with me and Ryro kind of standing there and i thought oh you know this is cool he's a photographer i've seen his stuff it's good and then when it's like when you actually like see like the finished pictures that he sent out. And I was just like, Oh my God, like that wasn't even like a setup photo shoot. Like that was totally on the spot. Just got a couple, got some shots. Uh, they came out phenomenal. I was so excited to like post them on my Instagram page. I'm like, these are my first like cosplay professional photos. And it's not even my favorite cosplay I ever did. It was like a throw together comfy one. And yet here's a good photographer making it look amazing. Yeah. I think I'm going to be, I I'm hoping that it begins a very long uh, professional relationship because yeah, that dude knocks it out of the park. I'm sure I'm sure it will. I watched his editing process and like he doesn't do a whole lot of post process editing either. Like that's mostly just the photo. Mm-hmm. He, the camera quality is phenomenal, but he has a great eye for it. For sure. Yeah. And you know, I'm um, thinking about some of the stuff since Finch was talking about like comfy cosplays and you know, some of the things that you can throw together. Um, looking into like what you've done so far and thinking about what you want to be doing moving forward, what are, what are some projects? Like I know you said earlier, which I don't know if we caught on camera, I can't remember, but, um, like you have some things that you're, you're kind of working on. Um, is there anything that you feel is going to be like your big, big project outside of like the, the filming process that you want to be, you know, focusing on either this year or next year? Uh, so I'm, I'm redoing the Mark 47, this current suit. That's my next personal project. Um, I have half of it printed off. I just need to finish the rest of it. I, November Black's kind of taken up most of my work time, which is okay. Like, I'm I'm really happy to be part of that. But once that's done, I'll be working on the second forty-seven suit, and then uh, Offer Three D is going to paint that. He he really wants to paint it, so I'm going to let him paint that. It's that's going to nice. have working back flaps probably a smoke machine in it as well and a couple other bells and whistles that sounds cool that that gets me excited that's like cosplay porn like when i see <laughs> builders like throwing that kind of stuff in and you're just like oh yep. that's something else no, it's, it's gonna take probably like two years to finish uh because i'm gonna take my time on it and everything mm-hmm. it's gonna be a hot rod when it's done that's what... uh, you know it pays to take that time i know a lot of us fresh in the con crunch too but if you if you take your time and you have no cares in the world you're like i'm just gonna focus on the detail the quality oh god yep. that it comes out beautiful i already got an iron man suit like i i can wear that one in the meantime yeah right <laughs> i um i ask this like sort of like heart in my throat um but it is a question i love asking any halo fan is that what did you think of the Halo show on Paramount? Uh, our show is going to blow it out of the water. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
that, can uh, I say that officially? But like, um, yeah, the the fans clearly are not happy with uh, Paramount and three four three. Me being one of them. Um, I'm on several Facebook pages that are extremely big in the Halo community, and I'll just sneak in a couple memes here and there about these fan films versus Paramount, and you can just see people are are over it and. It's really sad, honestly, that the fan base has to step up to do the work that the company who owns the series should be doing. They should be listening to the fan base. Instead, mm-hmm. they're issuing uh, cease and desist these people rather than saying, hey, why don't you climb on board and you know work with us? We want your talent. We want your ideas because what the fans want. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? I'm yeah. just a a day one fan yeah exactly that was like the um and that was like the biggest mistake i think i've ever seen in my life when you have somebody who is coming in to be the showrunner for a show that's based off a video game but openly admits he's never played the video game and never seen it and doesn't want to he literally just wants to know what the characters names are and what the setting is and then when he creates something completely different he then blames the fans for trashing it and it's like, it blows my mind. Like if you were a movie director and you got hired, like let's say you got hired to direct a movie version of Moby Dick, wouldn't you at least read the fucking book? Like, please. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, what the hell? And then be mad when fans are like, this movie's trash. It's nothing like the story of Moby Dick. And it's like, well, we made our own thing. We didn't want you to make your, okay, I'm going to stop because <laughs> I'm no, clearly... I'll get just as heated or more. Like I, I get it. I a hundred percent get it. <laughs> I've gone off on live streams on this. I'm very angry. As, as, and you're probably there as somebody who has waited so long for live adaptation Halo. And then that's what we were given. It just, I think, I think forward on the Dawn's the best thing we got live action. And yes. like that was heavily looked forward to by the fan base. Like, it wasn't bad by any means. I thought it was pretty good, but like it wasn't a movie and the series that they created here. I mean, you can like, I have the live, I have the actual CD of it. I haven't gotten past episode two because it's so horrific. Um, but it's long enough. It could be considered a movie. And now they're wanting to make a season two and we're all saying, no, please don't, but they're not listening. So, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's become an unfortunate trend within like the last five years is that there's a lot of stuff being made for recreations of like books and video games um, where literally no one knows what they're doing or going into it. Where like the one benefit that I can see as an optimist is that it's like really pushing the creative community outside of that to like take matters into their own hands by trying to have more of a voice, but also making their own stuff, like the things that you guys are working on right now, which hopefully, you know, over time kind of just completely like sets the tone for future, like digital creators, you know, film filmmakers and things like that. Because I feel like in the nerd community, like we are, we have such good technology that we can do all of it ourselves. And I think that's hopefully what our future looks like where we're not going to need like the big money production companies. We're just going to be like, that just sucks ass. <laughs> we're going to take it. We're going to put people who love the stuff that they do and the the series or the books or whatever you're looking into. And then we're going to be, you know, hopefully taking charge and putting out really good content moving forward. Yeah. Like most of the people for November black, like they've read the books. I haven't read all of them. I've read quite a few of them but like most of them are like 
learn it like it's the bible um this takes place pre-halo reach and some of the guys in the group can just like oh on this day they did this and this and this and then this so like it's going to coordinate with this and this and this of our film it's like i fully trust you here because like i i know the lore like i know the backstory like i am so glad that people are actually reading the books and incorporating that in this show or in the fan films and everything that i've been seeing including ours mm -hmm. so it, it is based actually in the halo realm yes. for people who are wondering that's got me excited and i'm even like i love to like i like i i was about to say i hate to brag but i don't um but i was like a big enough halo fan that and my old podcast i even had the author of some of the books like on as a guest that's how big of like a Halo fan That's I was. Awesome. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta like track this person down and have him on the. I'm just surprised they agreed to like talk to little old me at the time. Good books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was that was like the lore, right? Just like you were saying, because like mm -hmm. we got the games like Halo One, and then we waited several years for Halo Two, and then waited way too many years for Halo Three because they kept pushing it back. And in the meantime, the novels were coming out, and that was like the only little bit of information we had about the bigger scope of this world. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop because otherwise I'll just like I'll either talk forever about how much I love Halo or I'll just get angry again. And three four three because <laughs> is gonna yep. send me yet it's, another it's restraining order. circle right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, okay. What else do we got? We got. Um, I love that you got it in second. Um, from my perspective, second from the left, hanging up behind you. That most I think it was like one of the most recent helmets that you did. Yeah, the horned one, which is next one. Uh, there you one. go. Yeah, that one right there. Pull it in. Yeah, that thing. Uh, the yokai or whatever. Did you see that one on Insta, Kayla? I did, and I was curious. I'm like, can you see through that? Yeah, so um, that's a resin visor. Wow. And uh, so oh, pretty. can't remember if he has numbers in his username, but Rosen, um, he's the first guy to actually... I saw did this. I thought of the theory before I saw him do it, and then he did it. I'm just like, I thought that into existence, I, I think. But he's only made one of them, and I figured he would have taken off with it, but nobody else has. So I've kind of just, uh, I've been doing these resin visors. Um, I've actually done a couple commissions now for him, and like like these ODST visors. Oh, yeah. You can see it's oh, yeah. clear. Um, I run one in my current rig. I don't know if I can pull this up the camera here. Yeah, like oh, so can... that's like easy to see oh, through. Oh wow! Yeah, you can Holy read cow. your cell phone through them. Uh, so I've I've really been trying to hit on that. I've gotten a couple people that message me. Um, they're like, hey, how do you do this? And then I I'm, I'm not a gatekeeper, so I'm going to tell you how how I do it. And then they show me their process along the way. I'll give them tips and tricks, and then. They show me the end result and it's like, well, that's really good. Or you could do better in this realm. And it's really cool to see other people actually taking this technique and using it because it, it feels like legitimate glass. Mm -hmm. um, I'll pull out, I did an Amino helmet with a full resin visor as well. But here's a close around the whole thing. God, that's, a lot of people like gorgeous. this helmet. It's actually up for sale, but given current economy, a lot of people are not willing to buy that. Yeah. That is freaking You know, gorgeous. I feel I feel like it would be really beneficial to come out with like the visors like doing a custom thing for Mandalorian helmets cuz I feel like you know what I did and I know a lot of other people do right now is they just use like the like um they'll find like the 
large mask shield things and then they'll just Correct. put like cut to the shape and then put like window tint or whatever on it and it's so hard to do right um and it just is flimsy and sometimes can fall out so i feel like if someone was to custom do like a mandalorian helmet to have inserts oh. like that would be perfect emo right yeah the Emil helmet. Yeah. That's, that's what I like about the resin is you can get all the detail. I actually went through and um, I took a Dremel and I did all the cutting in the recessed areas. Um, the side of it here, you can kind of see it's all like silverish red. Mm. That's actually spray paint on the inside to give it more of a metallic. The only area to view is actually the eye holes, nose, and the, the smile. Wow. So, yeah. It's actually a, a full resin helmet. Um, you can see how thick that boy is. Yeah. This is about $200 worth of resin. Wow. Well, the results so, speak for I it. I made like, this holy one. Shit. For, uh, it's 10 pounds. I made this one as a master mold for um, Offer 3D. He's going to do an Emil build here soon. So he wants to mold this and then cast it himself. Mm. So it's not a 10 pound helmet. <laughs> holy cow. It's heavy. Yeah. Uh, having that bucket on your head all day at a con holy shit Ooh. oh my gosh yeah that's that's crazy um that that sounds so cool hopefully we can watch their process too of the recreation of it because i it'd be interesting just to see how the molds you know i feel like that's becoming more of a popular thing as of lately um especially i think it was henry's creations where he did like the winter soldier arm um, and ever since then, I've been seeing a lot more people do it with other various things. Granted, I'm sure other people were doing it beforehand, of course. But yeah, that would be that would be a fun project to kind of track along with to see how how that all goes. I I would love to yeah, keep learning uh, more. Rogues Gallery reached out to Offer and uh, Vulture Productions. Those are the guys who do November Black stuff. Um, asking for how to do the molding process, and Rogues did uh, a lot of the rescue parts using their molding techniques in uh, that urethane rubber. So that's, we're going to do that on my new Iron Man suit. Uh, that's also why Daryl wants to help out with it. Um, just offering like flexibility in the biceps and in some of the, the knee pads and things like that. The, the cod piece going to be game changer. You can actually sit down in a suit. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, that would be nice. And I think about the thing too, is we we've talked with a lot of creators who don't really eat they don't drink anything because they're like afraid of bloating or getting like too tight yeah. in the suit or uncomfortable and i'm just thinking like too like i feel bad for the people like you know with covid a lot of people either gained weight lost weight whatever and like could you imagine having like a great iron man suit and then you go through something like that or life in general or just growing up and then you can't fit into it and i was thinking like the molds mm -hmm. would probably give you a little bit more wiggle room for that but i was like dang that i think about that all the time that's all that's a big investment yeah especially like <laughs> an iron man suit go on facebook marketplace selling five five size iron man suit fits <laughs> approximately 145 pounds yeah. no more no less <laughs> yep. very specific i upgraded to a rubber one it fits me like a condom no matter what size i am don't need these anymore <laughs> selling we're calling this the maxim <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Things uh things get unhinged on occasion. Uh, <laughs> I see it though. If that ever happens and I post it on Facebook, that's the way I'm gonna post it in Facebook Marketplace. 
That's interesting. I have, I've done a little bit with it. The, um, I printed out um, a while back out of cosplay. I was working. I printed out, um, it was through, who was it that you said, Kayla did the huh? winter, winter soldier. Arm? Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry creations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The name lost me there for a minute. His, um, his Thor arms, you know, there was like 3d printed, printed like reverse mold. And then, uh, yeah, played with the, um, with the stuff on it. And I think so I went through like, um, two massively failed attempts of pouring, the silicone on mainly because I had zero background in silicone whatsoever. And when you first get into it, you're like, okay, I got the mold here. I printed it out. I primed it. And then you pour the stuff on, you realize you didn't use near enough. It's already dried. You didn't like sand down the edges quite enough. So now as you're pulling it apart, it's ripping into shreds. So then you, yeah. Um, so I'm about to do my third attempt. I similar issues. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a lot of it for me is just being a guy and not reading the directions all the way and just being like, oh, I just print this glue together and then pour the silicone on it. And he has like all these directions in there, like, make sure you sand it down, make sure that you prime it, make sure you put a clear coat on it. And I'm just like spending money and just dumping silicone on this thing and then getting mad, like, why won't this work? And then find out like, oh, it's because I'm a dumbass. That's why. <laughs> Usually the what happens or what yeah. it ends up being. Kayla just shakes her head at me every time. I'm like, I did something stupid. She's like, yeah, you probably did. I'm the kind of person who has to like reread things and see it in action like on YouTube. So I cover all my bases or like I want to know everything before the process starts. But then when it happens and it doesn't turn out exactly like how it's supposed to, I am very hard on myself. So sometimes I wish I could just be like, fuck it and just try and experiment. But I feel like I would go through like way too many failed it. attempts. I know I need to have more faith in myself, but, um, yeah, I, I think the silicone stuff is super cool, especially for those movable parts or anything. Like I, I did a winter soldier cosplay and I had bruises like here and here and up here. Um, and there was like, sometimes with those files, like you do have to do a lot of practice for scaling when it comes to different, you know, things. And when it comes to Finch, like what you were saying, where, you know, the process of getting the sizes or anything like the just the actual process going and once you master it though it's like you could just go grand and you know keep on producing so many things like i know a lot like i think i follow one person who does that with um um stormtrooper helmets like he got the perfect mold for it and now that that's all he does is just create but then they're like cinema worthy like they look so nice and they're super durable mm -hmm. this is a uh... This that's what uh, November Black does. This is actually one of their casts off of their mold. This oh, is hell yeah. their helmets they're running, and I'm that's finishing serious. that one. I'm actually throwing a uh, motorized visor in this one. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the idea. I have multiple helmets I'm trying to mold this summer. That way I can start casting in bulk in the fall. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Man. I feel like my head is abnormally large. <laughs> I don't think your head is abnormally large. I just think there's a lot of information in there. Um, yeah, I got yeah. a lot of hair too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's because you don't wear a hat. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I gotta like reach out to. I'm working on a, a Mandalorian helmet right now. That's uh, a build for a friend of mine's kid. Um, and just like Kayla was saying earlier, I think about, I'm thinking about reaching out on Instagram to somebody to be able to do the visor for me for it because I don't have the equipment to do it. And anytime I've tried in the past of just like getting the plexiglass and like you said, like putting like the window tint on it, apparently I'm terrible at that because I tried like several different times on a different helmet and it's like you end up with bubbles or it ends up warped. And then once you get it in, it just doesn't look quite as good as it should. And 
And then, of course, we end up our own worst critics and everything you make, you want to be like better than movie quality. And then when you don't quite hit that mark, it just drives you insane. Yeah, it, it is hard. And I, I that's why I think it'd be really cool if someone made like a modified Mandalorian helmet file where it has like attachments on the inside for like a, a resin visor to go in. Because I think that would be super smart. Um, I don't know the functionality of like how well that could like how to get to that point, but that's what designers are for, not me. <laughs> that's um, that's kind of stuff I'm trying to talk my wife to get into. She's just now getting into getting into Kira or getting into Blunder and doing all that kind of stuff. And I'm right off the bat, I'm like, you better watch because if you get any like level of aptitude with that thing, I'm going to come at you with some weird shit and be like, honey, I need a three yep. D file for this. I need one for this. And I said, and. If you're on Instagram, you will start getting hounded by people because the people I know who did, like do Blender, and the amount of times they get hounded, like, "Hey, this is a really great helmet. Can you make this modification? Can you do this?" or, or they'll just be like, totally like, "Hey, I got an idea for a completely original helmet. Can you make it for me?" And uh, yeah, so I've already told like, prepare to be like bombarded with that stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Makes so much good money. I, I wish I knew more people too. I that that was something I struggled with when I was trying to look for um. The cosplay for our uh, House of Dragon, um, like nobody could really help me. Although a couple people did reach out, but then like the prices were just, I think for what I was asking for, um, like two hundred dollars for just like shoulder pieces and like a chest piece. So I was like, I I was able to get it down to like one hundred and twenty, which I'm like, okay, that's a bit more doable, but. And then um, someone else was getting the project already designed. She's like, I'll share some of the files with you. And I was like, yeah. So I was like, I will pay you. Like, definitely. So I might still do that one. I feel like I would slay us over a blondish wig. Yeah. You should wear that one to Ren Fair in September. Oh, my God. That would be Ooh. dope. I would yeah. look so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm all about it. I would watch. Yeah. The um, have you ever, so I, I'm sorry, I'm going to like switch over here because it's it amazes me um, that somebody like JT, um, somebody named Jamal that you like referred to him as your friend, be, because I don't know if anybody does that voluntarily. Normally, there's like a court order to admit that you're Jamal's friend because he's such a terrible guy. He's just such a piece of shit. Like <laughs> he's, he's pretty much my brother. <laughs> Obviously, to anybody listening, I say that 100% is a joke. Like, JT's like one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life and one of the nicest. One of the most down to earth teddy bear guys. Yes. Yes. So, I did, Kayla, did you catch the thing about the corn? The corn. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite things to eat, but. <laughs> well, I'm a little I will, nervous. Uh, I will, uh, <laughs> since I would just be telling it secondhand, I'll let Caleb talk about it. Oh man, are you talking about uh, when Nick showed up? Or are you talking about his new project he's working on? Yeah, the new project that's being worked on. Oh boy, I uh, I printed one off myself. It's it's out in the barn. I'm not going to run out and get it. Um, so the joke, the running joke. I mean, you could probably say it for your state too, Illinois. Um, pretty much all Midwest is just cornfield, right? That's that's yes. all Ohio is known for is corn. So uh, Jamal reached out to a friend of his that does modeling and he came up with, it's an Iron Man helmet and it's the, the dome is like the corn husk Head. and then the faceplate is just corn textured and it's atrocious looking. 
So I have one printed. He has one printed. There's a couple other of us here in Ohio. We're printing them off. And then the idea is we're going to make a, a little skit with all of it at the end. Oh my it's, gosh. It's terrible looking. It's, it's great. You know, that, that makes me laugh because I'm from Minnesota and I grew up in a town of 800 people and a huge farming community. And my high school was like our mascot. Like we were known as the holding Ford Huskers. It's a cob of corn. That's our That's mascot beautiful. for our school. So I was just thinking like, I bet they would love something like that. Mm, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I step outside, I have 700 meters of, of corn field in each direction of me. So mm-hmm. beautiful. I get yeah. It. yeah. We're all Midwesterners. 100%. I, I actually had to laugh. Sorry. Cause you know, now that Caleb's down in Tampa, and I think I just sent you a reel today of like <laughs> what Midwesterners are like when they hear the, you save Nards. big money, you save big money when you shop Menards. And I'm like, Kayla, you're in Florida, but I know you know that one. I sure. do. When I was in Minnesota, we went to, which I don't know if you guys have there. Do you guys have Mills Sweet Farm? No? Okay, well, so. it's, it's basically like, yeah, it's like tractor supply, but a little bit more agricultural, okay. like not not as much farming equipment, but just like your home stuff. Um, But like, it's super popular with the rednecks and uh, some like, I think Wisconsin, Minnesota, maybe parts of like the Dakotas. But like when I was back home, I was there for like five, four or five days. And we went to Mills Fleet Farm every single day we were there because my dad kept sending me stuff. And my dad, like they, they're out and they farm too. I was just like, oh my God, I, I forgot what this was like. And for me, I was like, I have to drive into town, which is a half an hour away to go shop and get you mouse traps or whatever. And I was like, I, I don't necessarily miss this. Uh, <laughs> but I did like the candy that you can get there because it was like all this like great, delicious Midwestern mm. candy. Butter. <laughs> Butter. The, Butter and everything. I, I'll have to, Kayla, I have to send you a picture because it was like the funniest thing. I knew nothing about this like Iron Iron Man corn thing. And then a couple weeks ago, I, mean, I, was, I don't remember what he named it. Yeah. And a couple weeks ago, I'm doing a live stream with JT. And he's like, by the way, I was waiting for this opportunity to debut and just like holds up this helmet. And I was like, <laughs> what in the fuck knuckles is that? Are you serious right now? Why is it lumpy? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to go through that because I haven't got to watch any of the lives yet. But mm-hmm. when I do, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be fucking legendary. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> so trying to remember. Bad. Ooh, so bad. Ooh. Who did he say is all working on one? Because they're all like putting together like different like takes on it. And, Very you know. uh, Carnage yeah. should be, I think. Uh, Carnage. Mike is as well. Third dimensional builds. Mm-hmm. Oh my there's, god. There might be a couple others. Are we gonna have like a Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Two <laughs> <laughs> of the corn helmet? <laughs> so I'm trying to do a costume with it actually, and I'm trying to do like imagine Namor, but like corn. Ah, that, that would be fun. That would be pretty bad. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. That yeah. I love this so much. This took a great turn. Yes, yes, I'm excited to see where all of this goes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm shocked to see how many people here in Ohio cosplay. Mm-hmm. So it's great getting all together and starting to make all these things and just connect. You know, I feel like in the med- Midwest, like your other options are becoming an alcoholic or super religious. So, <laughs> so... <laughs> just do all of them at once. It's fine. Yeah. Triple crown. 
Triple Crown winner. Hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part of the air where I get so jealous because I like I like meet people I'm like, oh, there's this like group of awesome cosplayer builders here in Ohio. And oh, it was like the first time I talked to Kayla and found out that there's like a group of awesome people in like the St. Louis area. And I'm like, why are none of these people around here? I mean, Kiara's workshop lives like an hour and a half, I think like two hours for me. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Unless there's just like a whole crowd of people there. I don't know. I'm just going to like spend all my time sitting here being jealous of how everybody else gets to hang out. And I got to like take a plane ride anywhere to see him. You have to move to a bigger city. That's what you'll have to do. Yeah. Uh, Because like St. Louis, I do miss that a lot. Like you guys said, like the Midwesterners have a huge cosplay community and they're like, I don't know, 3D printing, like the Facebook pages were absolutely like popping. Like there were so many pages for St. Louis builders or Missouri builders and like coming to Tampa, like I looked for theirs and they had like a group of like 70 people versus like St. Louis. I think it was like almost a thousand or several thousand. I can't remember. So I I do miss that. Um, And Brianna was like the first person I really talked to who was a Florida cosplayer. So hopefully we can... I can still branch out, but maybe, I don't know, you could put out, put that out on Craigslist, be like, cosplay friends wanted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) White 3D printing mail, ISO. (laughs) Like (laughs) There's going to be some old guy in there be like, I can dress up for you, sweetie. Right. Yeah. You can paint me anytime. holy shit that is too good um well hey we're uh we are getting up uh close to the end not quite um but one thing i did want to ask you because we have a lot of people who listen to our podcast or who watch our podcast on youtube who are new to either cosplay or to 3d printing 3d building um so for people who have been there who have experience who've clearly had success like you have um is there anything that you would like want to say to them in terms of like um encouragement or inspiration Hmm. I think uh, a lot of the people that I see in my messages, they they view the big accounts like unobtainium and they, they are someone to look up to and someone to learn from for sure. But they, they keep this mentality that, oh, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never be able to reach that. I'll, I'll never be able to, to make anything close to that. And really if you continuously tell yourself that that's that's what it's going to be you need to push yourself you need to start blazing trails you need to start experimenting and try try uh frank's techniques that he puts out on youtube or try your own method and experiment that's it's all fun um sure you can try to make a business with it if you want but at the end of the day this should be a lot of fun. You need to take it as a learning experience. Don't cookie cutter everything. Try to do your own thing. That's what I'm doing with the visors. No one else is doing that. Um, and it's inspiring other people to try that and use it for other methods as well. Um, I know that's like long winded, but experiment, learn, uh, try different ways. I love that. And, you know, kind of touching back on our our last uh, podcast too with Brianna, she said, don't be afraid to fail. And from the things that I've talked with other people, some of their greatest achievements come from like failure where they didn't mean to do something or they accidentally mixed something together and they weren't supposed to, but it came out with like a really Mm -hmm. cool effect either they used for the project or for something else um, or a different kind of, you know, method to kind of put something in place or strap something up that they're like, holy shit, this worked great. 
So thank you for that insight. I think that's really valuable for everyone listening to and thinking back that a lot of us creators have only been doing it for a couple of years. Um, and so if we can get to the point where we are now in a couple of years, if you take the time, even if you have no background knowledge or skill, you can easily get to that same point with that dedication and practice. Yeah, I've only been doing it for like a year and I've learned a ton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just the, the more you push, the more you experiment, the more you're going to learn. And mm -hmm. It's really fun when you start learning. You can apply it to so many different projects. Mm -hmm. You know, and you may I, be you. Yeah, and I agree. And you may look at an account that has 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers, and you scroll through the thing and you see all these like beautifully done helmets or cosplays. What you don't see are the countless hours of anger and blood and tears of throwing 3D prints across garages of... Failed. I need to sand it down again for the fourth time. Right. Yeah. And not getting any sleep because you've got a con in two days and it still looks like crap. Uh, that's the stuff you don't see, but yep. that's, the, that's, the, that's 100% the work that gets you from point A to point B. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep.